We so often need good news, right? We need good news, baby. Tell me some good news. And the good news is, is that Jesus is the giver. And we saw the first week that He's the giver of new life. Last week, He's the giver of living water. And really, all of these metaphors and word pictures that Jesus gives us is about eternal life and what eternal life really is. And we want to shatter your thought that eternal life is just simply when I die, I, re- I will receive eternal life for forever. That is truth. But that's not all that eternal life is. It is vitality. It is vitality flowing from God's throne into our soul, out into every dimension of our life. That's what eternal life is. It is something that Jesus offers right here and right now. And so if you've been, if you've been operating in, in, in a paradigm that says, well, I just have to wait for eternal life, that is not the gospel. The gospel is, is that eternal life is here for you right here and right now. And we're going to look at a new, another metaphor that Jesus used for eternal life. It's right on the heels of this story of this, of this invalid for, for 38 years that, that had been sitting by the pool. 38, 28? 38, 28? Anybody... Anybody? A long time, right? A long time. Um, uh, Longer than most of us have been alive, right? 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 Yeah, right? Uh, And so this guy's been been beside this pool for a long time, and the superstition was that if if, if I want to get healed... I have to come into this pool when the, when the water bubbled up. It was a superstition. And, and he didn't have any friends to be able to get him into the pool. And, and, and Jesus healed him. And Jesus' favorite day to heal was on the Sabbath because he knew it ticked off the religious leaders. And so he did that. And the religious leaders got mad that this guy's carrying a mat. Like, forget the guy just was healed, right? Like, you're not supposed to carry your mat on the Sabbath. That's work. And so then they got mad at Jesus. And this guy, this guy, like, as I was kind of saying with the kids, and I know that kids, you know, they're concrete thinkers, not abstract thinkers, but, you know, this guy in society, he was dead, right? He had no use for society, or society had no use for him. He couldn't work. He didn't have any friends. He didn't have any family. He didn't have anybody around him. He was sitting there to die. That was his forecast for life. And so on the, on, on the back side of this miracle, when the Pharisees and religious leaders got upset, Jesus starts teaching. And in John chapter 5, we'll throw the scriptures up on the screen. We've got them in the event, Bible event app. Um, John chapter 5, we see this. This is why... The Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Verse 16, now verse 17. And so they started persecuting Jesus. Like, like, like he was doing these things on the Sabbath. And so, so they, he, was, he was frustrating them. He was a lawbreaker. He was a rule breaker. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. And this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Like, it's one thing to be a rule breaker, but now they're trying to kill him. Why? Because not only he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. This was blasphemy. This was blasphemy. 
And if you're here this morning and you don't know about this whole Jesus thing and why, are we, why on earth are we doing all this for a man that's 2,000 years old, then maybe, maybe at best he's a good guy and a good teacher and maybe a prophet. Like, why are we doing this? Look, Jesus thought himself to be God. I mean, that's a line drawn in the sand, right? You've got to deal with a guy that says that he's God. And the way that the religious leaders were dealing with this guy who says to be God is that, he, that, that he, he's got to die. We've got to kill him. On behalf of God, we have to kill this man because of what he's saying. I challenge you. If you struggle with, with, with the sight of who Jesus is, like I am so glad you're here because, because this is a clear passage on Jesus saying who he believes that he is. And now I challenge you, you can't just say that Jesus is a good man or a good teacher. This man died because he thought he was God. He's either insane or he's God. He's either a lunatic or he's God. Or he's a liar or he's God. But there's no middle of the road. And anybody that dies because he thinks he's God, you've got to deal with. You've got to deal with. You've got you to decide who he really is in your life. And so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord. We're not talking about Hondas here, okay? Like, <laughs> nothing, obviously, is working this morning but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. Look, he just doubled down. In our culture, when, 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 when somebody says something and, and, and somebody else goes, did you just say that? No, 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 you took me out of context, so that's not what I really said, or, or no, let me explain myself further. Jesus doubles down on what they're saying. You're telling me you're God? We've got to kill you over that. And Jesus goes, well, as a matter of fact, I am. Whatever I see my Father doing, that's what I do. And in a couple of weeks, we will see that that, as a follower of Jesus, that is our life now. Whatever the Father is doing, whatever the, the, the Father is saying, whatever the Son is saying, that's where we go. This is what Jesus is saying about himself. And the Father loves the Son, verse 20, and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him. He, God, show the Son, so that you may marvel. This is, I, I believe that maybe it's me reading myself into this story, but I think that Jesus was a little bit sarcastic with the word marvel here. Marvel, wonder, be in amazement. Look, Jesus just healed a guy that's been, that's been, that's been uh, uh, not able to walk for 30 years. And they were focused in on the fact that the guy was carrying a mat on the Sabbath day. The guy was carrying a mat on the day that you don't do work. They weren't amazed at the fact that he was now being able to walk. They were amazed at the fact that Jesus and this man broke the Sabbath. I think there's a little dig in that word. One of these days, you're going to marvel at something that's beyond me being able to make a guy walk. What are we going to marvel at? For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, 
so also the Son gives life to whom He will. Jesus now, He's tripled down. He's not doubling down. He's tripled down. The Father, the Father raises the dead and gives them life. So will the Son. I will too. Only God can give life to those who are dead, right? Only God can. And Jesus is saying, look, there's going to come a day that you're going to marvel at the fact that the dead can come to life. Guys, this is the good news, baby. Are you dead this morning? Do you feel dead? Do you feel like society's given up on me? Do you feel like I've given up on myself? Do you feel like I've done too much for God to even love me? That's not God brings dead things to life. That's what he specializes in. Now, dead things got to be dead to be dead, right? Like we're, we're going deep here, okay? Dead things got to be dead to be dead, right? And death is difficult heart and there's got to be a time period of death Jesus was dead for three days Lazarus was dead for four days but Jesus will resurrect you whether this is you've never accepted him and and, and committed to him as your as your personal savior and said I'm going to hear and follow him and so you're dead in sin and, and and you're feeling the effects of that on your soul he will resurrect you. Or if you are a follower of Jesus and you're experiencing a, a, a death of sorts and you're just like, what is going on here, God? I don't know what the time period is. I don't know what the holding period is. For the Israelites, it's 40 years. I hope it's somewhere sh- short of 40 years for you. For Jesus, it was three days. For Lazarus, it was four days. But we see through all throughout the Bible, people going through valley times, people going through dark times. And God's with them all the way, giving them the life to be able to step through that. But then one day, He does bring resurrection to your soul in a way that you never thought possible. Jesus is the giver of resurrection. He will bring you life vitality in your soul that will go out to every dimension of your life. He will. You just got to believe. He's stating that He's God. He's stating that He can do it. He's stating that it is only in Him where you can find this life. You just simply have to believe and follow. For the Father judges no one but has given all judgment to the Son. Okay, now we're, we are to quadruple down. Okay, Jesus is now quadruple down on this I am God thing. He just said that really the Father doesn't judge anybody. It's me. Who else can judge besides God? 
that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. We're up to pentruple down on this God, I am God thing. If you do not honor me, you're not honoring the Father. You think by killing me, you are honoring the Father, but the only way to honor the Father is to honor me. But if you honor me, you are honoring the Father. Honor means to fixate value on, to appraise. Where is the appraisal of Jesus in your life? How high is He of value in your life? If you honor the Son, you honor the Father. But see, the thing is, is that we can come into church and like I sing songs and I rose my hands and stuff, and that's great, that's awesome. And that's a way. But if that's the only way, we are missing out on the life that He wants to give. Jesus tells us when we do this for the least of these, you are doing this for me. You are honoring me. To love God is to love people as well. We can't just say we're honoring God when we come to worship. We're honoring God by loving people well. And honoring those farthest from God well. Because see, this is what the religious leaders were doing. They believed by, for them to honor God, it was to put down everybody else until they decided to be just as righteous and religious as they were. That's not honoring God. It's not honoring His creation. It's not honoring the people made in His image. Are we fixating value? Are we fixating value on Jesus? How high is Jesus appraised in your life? Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, has it passed from death to life. Eternal life. Eternal life coming from dead to life, coming to, coming to, to resurrection, coming to living water, coming to new life. All of this is interchangeable. This, all of this means that we are receiving eternal life, that we are receiving that vitality in our soul from the throne room of God through our soul into every area of our life. This is what eternal life means. And anybody that believes in Jesus, hears his words and believes in him, that we say we are all in on you, Jesus, receives this eternal life. And he says they have passed from death to life. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. You say, you say it's not just, eternal life is not just when we die, we get it for eternity. But he just said from, from death to life. Exactly, exactly, exactly. See this word, has passed from death to life. Every other time this is used, it's, it's seen in the four gospels and in Acts. Every other time that it is used, is used when, they, when, 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 when somebody is saying, this person has passed from this town to another town. It's used as a physical location. This town to another town. But here, Jesus uses, and they would have got, gotten this, Jesus uses death as one town and life as another town. And when you believe in him, when you believe in Jesus, you move from this town called death 
over to this town called life. Right then and right there. That's what happens. That's what happens. Do you want life? Believe in Jesus. Commit to hearing and following Jesus. Put all your chips into the middle of the table and say, I am going to follow Jesus. I am tired of death. I am tired of this. I am tired of what my sin does to my life. I am tired of what sin does to my soul. I want this living water flowing through my soul so that I can have this vitality that I can't get, but I've tried. That's resurrection. That's what Jesus wants us to marvel at. That's what he wants us to receive. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is here now. Right now, right now. This, this, this time is here, right now. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself. The Father is the source of life. So he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. Six statements now that Jesus goes, I double down on this God thing. God is the source of life and I am the source of life. To find this life, to find eternal life, you have to come to me. You have to commit to me. You have to follow me. And he's saying this to religious leaders. He's not saying this to, to, to the evil, wicked, bad, nasty people. He's saying this to the religious leaders. The religious leaders that think that in, 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 in religion, in church, in Bible reading, in prayer, in all these acts of righteousness, that's where life is. Jesus is like, no. Life is in me. And when I give you the vitality in your soul, then you will recognize that the true eternal life, the true life, the true resurrection is in my righteousness. But I've got to give you that life first. Jesus is the source of life. Where is your appraisal of Jesus? Where is it? Because he's the source of life. He, the Father, has not given Him, the Son, authority to execute judgment. And He, the Father, has given Him, the Son, authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. See that word again, right? You've, 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 you're not marveling at the fact that somebody has become dead and now is alive. You're not marveling at the fact that God can bring a dead person to life without religion. You're, you're not marveling at this, but you're marveling at the fact that I am able to judge people. Don't marvel at the fact that I'm able to judge people. I mean, that should be just like a no-brainer. Because if I'm God, that's no-brainer, Right? For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. See, this is talking about the eternal life that is after death, boom, eternal life forever. Okay, that is still true. But Jesus has separated these two, right? That there is an eternal life right now. There is a time coming and it is here right now. But now he's saying there is a time coming when those who have done good things, a.k.a. received my life, because remember, he's talking to the goodest people on the face of the earth at this time. And they're not goodest enough. 
That's not good English. I made my point, right? There's something better than what they're doing that's available to them. Those that have received my life, it's not so much a judgment as going, you've got life, you don't. You've got life, you don't. You've got life, you don't. You decided you want my life on this earth. You decided you don't. It's as simple as that. And for all eternity, we have to live with that decision. I know it's not nice. I know it's not popular. It's not, I know it's not... I hate even saying it in some ways. But it's true. It's true. How high is Jesus appraised in your life? What's your appraisal of Jesus? Those of you that have gone through home loans understand the word appraisal. Right? Is this house going to appraise high enough in order to get what I need? You understand appraisals. And you understand if you've not had that appraisal come through high enough, you understand the lack of value in that. Jesus, the source of life. That's the value of Jesus. You have to determine if the appraisal in your heart of Jesus is that high. Now, we will always grow in our appraisal of Jesus, okay? How you see Jesus right now is not how you will see Jesus in five years from now. Hopefully, in five years, your appraisal of Jesus has grown even more. But at any given point in time, is your appraisal of Jesus that his value is higher than the value of my life? So much so that I will hear and follow him. I will commit to hear and follow Him. For those of you that have never made that decision, the good news, baby, is this. All it takes is you to cry out to God. I want it. I want it. I don't totally know what it means, but I want this life. And I've got good news for you. I don't know totally what it means. I'm on this journey as well. We're figuring this out together. For those of you that have decided to commit your life to Jesus, where is your appraisal of Jesus right now? And where is the appraisal of those around you right now? Because how we appraise those around us, especially those farthest from God, is a reflection on how high we appraise Jesus. And during this time of reflection... The challenge is, where is our appraisal of Jesus? Is it the ability to come in here and sing songs? Is that how high Jesus is? Or is it that every day of the week we are hearing and following Jesus no matter where he leads? What is our appraisal of Jesus?
Is it greater than our life? Let's pray. And Father, Lord, I thank you for your resurrection. You are the giver of the resurrection. Bring us from death to life. Bring somebody from death to life this morning. Lead them. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you are willing, you are able, you are, you are ready. To tell them, get up, take up your mat, and walk. Help us. Help us appraise your value higher than higher than our life. We just thank you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. When I have this time of reflection, go ahead and stand. Um, I'll be over here. Shelly's in the back if you want to pray. Paul's right here if you want to pray with him. Guys, <laughs> to kind of use from the story, we are not going to judge you if you get up and walk to one of us to pray with. Like, that's work on the Sabbath. Like, how dare you? you know, it's crazy, right? It's nuts. Find life this morning. We will not judge you for coming in here with baggage because this is why we are here to help carry your baggage. Stand with us and have this time of reflection.